Well, let something be said that's life transforming, life changing. Uh, let it never be the same when they leave this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So it's nice to see your faces in the place. Uh, um, so I'm going to, the series is going to be a, uh, a two part. So I, I started off and then I f- try to finish it up next week. Um, but it's the king's goodness. Everybody said the king's goodness. So when the praise and worship team was singing, and they, they say there's no one like him, um, I understand there really is no one like him. All right? That's, that's extremely, extremely important. So I want to share with my Facebook audience out there, uh, people that follow me, there is no one uh, like Jesus. Uh, listen to me. You're going to hear a lot of things. And a lot of people are going to offer you some things, and they're going to tell you that if you do this here, you can be successful and and do these things, and you'll be all right. I'm telling you, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one like him. Uh, God is the greatest of all, and we're going to be talking about that. And that's extremely important uh, as we move uh, into this service. I want you to understand that uh, in a kingdom, uh, when a king says something, uh, it means so much. And I think we often uh, don't realize it, and so I kind of remind us on a regular basis that we are in a kingdom, but our kingdom is not of this world. And if we understand our kingdom is not of this world, and our kingdom come from heaven, and he has power to all, all access to resources. Do I need to use this? Do, do I need to turn this off? All right, go ahead and turn it off. Amen? Good. So... Uh, so understanding that, uh, that's extremely, extremely important. So God uh, wants you all to know something, um, that he loves you and he loves the hell out of you. Yeah. I want you to understand that. And he really do. He loves you so much, man, he don't want any kind of hell in your life. And he knows Satan is trying to bring all kind of hell in your life. And Satan wants you to not trust him, uh, uh, not trust him, but put your faith and confidence in Satan. And so a lot of people mis, are misled, uh, and they think this place is the place. All right? So they kind of don't focus on heaven, uh, and we miss that point, we miss it all. And because you think this earth is it, and you're trying to operate from this place, uh, it creates jams for you in your life. And you wonder, why am I in this situation? Why is it happening to me? I can't believe this happened to me. Why am I going through what I'm going through? Why am I you know, having the issues I'm having? I want you to understand that you're in a spiritual warfare. Right? And your battle uh, is not with the person in front of you, but the battle is really uh, in the cosmos. right? So the spirits come down and they work in the minds and hearts of people. And those people move uh, as the spirit leads them. Now, a lot of times we talk about the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, those people who, are, uh, uh, who really understand it, they talk about it a lot. And some people just say it, but they don't really understand it. So I'm going to kind of like going to kind of bring it into to real life, especially for the kids. I want them to understand it because kids are not ready for what's going on. This pandemic is a beast of another color. This is something, man, we've never, ever dealt with uh, this generation in our lifetime. And so what it's doing to us is creating such division amongst the body of people in the earth. They don't understand what's going on. So they're mad at each other. And so Satan uh, got us debating over politics and all that kind of stuff. And this is a spiritual battle. Everybody says spiritual battle. Right? This is a God thing. And I want to understand that. Right? Uh, 
I want you to turn your Bibles with me uh, to Psalms 24. Um, Psalms 24. All right. So I want you to understand this kingdom and it's important. All right. So I don't want you to miss this. Here we go. In Psalms 24, it reads as follows. The earth is the Lord's. I want you to understand that. It doesn't belong to you. Right. I don't care what house you own. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what's going on. But the earth is the Lord's. Right. And the fullness thereof. The world and what? They who dwell therein. That means you as well don't belong to you. All right. So you have to understand that uh, I don't belong to me. Right. I belong to God. Right. So if I belong to God, Satan is going to try to convince me that I don't. Right. Uh, by the things he do. But the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And, and, and sooner that you can grab that, the better. The sooner you can understand that, the better. Your life will be transformed once you embrace it. It's not like talking about it. It's about being about it. And you really have to recognize and understand, man, who God is. God is sovereign, and he's in charge. From Genesis to Revelation, the king is in charge. All right? And he wants us to know that. So he goes on and says, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Now, God, I mean, God created this thing, right? Listen to me. It's important to understand. God created this, right? And you are not much different than people of old. And I want us to understand that because Satan is messing with our families. Satan is messing with our jobs. All right. Uh, Satan is messing with our economy. All right. Satan has got us fighting each other and dealing with each other and people don't understand it. And so if you're not spiritually attuned, uh, you won't be able to recognize what he's doing. And you'll be fighting your husband, fighting your wife, fighting your children, mad at your boss, can't get along with your neighbor when Satan is trying to create division. God is never a God of division. Right. Uh, understand that. All right. But he wants you to understand something in the beginning. He wants you to get this message that I'm king. Right. And don't ever forget it. He said, I'm the one I'm in charge. I want you to know I run this whole show. It's my show. Right. And you are part of the show. He said, I want you to understand something. The sooner you embrace it, the better your life will be. It's a game changer. Right. Uh, uh, Samuel in the book uh, of first Samuel um, listen to these words, all right? But when they said, give us a king to lead us, I want you to realize what's going on. For those who are not really Bible readers, uh, the children of Israel uh, was really led by God at all times. At one point, man, they really understood, man, that God was sovereign and he ran the show, right? They understood that and they lived up, but there. When you look around you sometime and you see people around you and it seem like they're prospering or you want what they want, uh, you want to be like them. Don't raise your hand uh, when I ask you uh, how many people want to be like somebody else. You know, I always want to be like some. I want my family to be like somebody else's family. I, I wish I could be like them, right? So the children of Israel uh, was dealing with a situation and an identity issue 
and they really wanted to be like the other nations. But God had called them out, and they were different. I want to charge you that when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you were different. I want you to understand that. And from the time you accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, uh, Satan has been after you. Right? So the children of Israel uh, was really, man, being influenced by Satan. And they didn't realize they had been influenced by Satan. And listen, you get to hear the message. He says, but when they said, give us a king. Now, remember, I keep telling you guys every single Sunday that the Bible is about a king, a kingdom in his royal family. That's what it's all about. And, there's, and God says, I'm the king that really established all the other kings. There's nobody above me, right? So they go on. He says, give us a king to lead us. Uh, this displeased Samuel, right? Why did it displease Samuel? Because Samuel had a relationship with God that was so genuine that he could have a communication back with God, back and forth. And God would speak to Samuel, and Samuel would talk to the people. So Samuel knew the power of God. He knew the uniqueness of God. He knew what God gave. And because he had given his life to God, this is important to understand this, Sharonda, because if you don't pay attention to that, man, you think the job you have uh, is, the, is your provider. You think your boss giving you a check is the one. He's not the one. She's not the one. The check you're getting is really from the Lord. Right? Remember, the blessing you get is really from the Lord. Your children that God gave you is a gift from him to you. Right? Now, understand that. He said, now, I gave them to you as a gift. Right? But remember, they belong to me. Right? So you don't own them. Right? So don't you mistreat them. But I want you to train them up in the way of the Lord. Because right? I want the kingdom to keep going. And so I want these values instilled in them. So I'm going to give them to you as a blessing. And I want you to train them to love me first. Always train them to love me first. Right? And if they understand that piece, they'll move on. Right? Now, watch what happens. Right? Verse number seven. He says, and the Lord told him. This is what God told Samuel. I want you to guys eavesdrop, eavesdrop on this. Listen to all that the people are saying to you. I want you to listen to them, Samuel, because they're complaining and they want to be like everybody else. They don't want to commit their life to the Lord. They want to be like everybody else. So listen, if that's, if that's what they want, right, let them have it, right? And watch this. Is. He said, it is not you. They are rejected, but they have rejected me as what? Now, keep that in mind. He said, they are rejecting me as their what? King. Now, remember, now, this is important. That's why you have to understand the Bible. Remember, this is a spiritual issue. God was not walking around Israel, man, with a crown sitting in one of those places. His kingdom was from heaven. He says, they don't understand that I'm their king, right? I'm the one been providing for them. I'm the one that led them out of all the battles. I'm the one that made sure they had all their resources, just like you, right? And that's important to understand, right? He says, I'm the one, but they reject him. Here's what we're saying. We say, God, we don't want you. 
right? So, so I'm, I'm going to do some things, and, and I'm going to lie, and I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to do some things because I don't trust that you will provide. So I'm going to do whatever I can to get ahead. I got to do what I got to do. God says, no, you got to do, you got to trust in me and do what I ask you to do and walk in what? Righteousness. How many people with me so far understand what I'm saying? Now, I want you to understand this because you think it's you. You think it's your gifts. You think it's your talents. And you think it's you and you don't need anybody else. And you think you can do this thing. You can go to school and get all your degrees. All you want. Remember, if you don't make him first, your degrees don't mean nothing. Right? I don't care how much money you save. It's not your money you're saving. Because one twick of the stock market and all of it is gone. Even your money in the bank. Somebody said, well, I didn't invest any money in the stock market, but the bank did. Because your money is not really there. Right? I want you to understand that. So you have to have your confidence and your faith in him. And I want you to understand in the king. He says, I'm the king. You got to understand that I'm king. Right? And so, God, I'm here to tell you today that you have to recognize who he is. Now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, remember the people you're dealing with belong to him. So how you interact with them matters to him. You say, I can't believe that they said this to me. I can't believe they was racist. or, or they, I can't believe they was sexist. Right? So I got to tell them something. I got to put, I got to set them straight. They belong to him. He said, you don't have to set nobody straight. He said, all you have to do is love the hell out of them. He said, that, that, that's your mission. He said, and let me do the straighten out. Right? Because, because I got to straighten you out too. He said, well, you going around thinking you got to straighten them out. Who going to straighten you out? He says, understand this is my kingdom, right? And I'm king. And the sooner you understand it, the better. Amen? Now, so, so you get to understand that. So I want you to understand that, man, as we go into the 23rd Psalm. Because the 23rd Psalm is a very powerful Psalm. And it's written by David, right? And when David writes this Psalm, David's a shepherd. So David, uh, in this metaphor, David says, I understand who God is, right? But here's the key. The, the verse of the psalm, man, is important. All David is talking about is the king. Don't miss this here. All he's talking about is the king. Everything that David is talking about is in the first verse and the first two verses or the first two words. That's 116 uh, words, in it, but the, everything rides on the first two words. And the first two words is the Lord. He said, I want you to recognize the Lord. He want to drive home the Lord. Young people, I want you to understand, he wants you to know that the Lord is king. Now, David called him a shepherd because a shepherd would, live, would give his life for the sheep. And the shepherd will protect the sheep. The shepherd will make sure the sheep is fed. 
But I want to read through it, then we're going to come back, because I'm going to be done in a few minutes. Right? And I pick up part two. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Now, he lets you know, I don't need to want for nothing. He making me to lie down in green pastures. Now, now listen, watch what happened. What does he do? He make him lie down in what? He goes on and says, he leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art what? With me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup, I mean, you, thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Now, here's the key. None of the other stuff, none of the still waters, none of the green pastures, none of the goodness and mercy, none of that happens without the Lord. All those, none of it happens without the Lord. None of that happens without the faith and the confidence in the Lord. The Lord makes it all happen. Whatever you're going through, the Lord is. Remember when God introduced himself to Moses? And he told Moses to tell Pharaoh to let my what? It's a, Moses said, but uh, what do I tell Pharaoh? Who are you? He said, I want you to tell Pharaoh that I am. I am who I say I am. I'm greater than you. I'm everything. Whatever you need me to be, I am. Let Pharaoh know, I know you're in charge in Egypt, but I am greater than you. I am greater than your sickness, but I got to know who he is. So David opens up and said, the Lord is. He is what? He's everything. Here's the problem. We're like the children of Israel and Samuel. We tell the Lord, no, I don't believe you are who you are. So I need to go over here and trust in these things. Because I don't see how I can make it in these things. So I can't put my confidence in my trust. I don't think you everything. I don't think you have the power to be able to change my circumstances. So I got to do it. So what I'm telling God is, I'm greater than you. I can do what you can't do. So my confidence is in me, not in you. But I want to share something with you, and then I'm going to close for this week and pick it up. In 1 Peter chapter 5, I want you to hear these words. In the same way you who are younger, submit yourselves to the elders, all of you, Clothe yourself with what? Toward who? Because, watch. Who? 
Who? God. God opposes the what? But he shows favor to who? Now, who does it? What he's telling you, man, that God is in charge. You don't get nothing, man, without him. If you don't embrace the kingdom and understand in this kingdom he's king, you're going to have a major problem in life. He goes on to say in verse number six, humble yourself. Therefore, under what? Under what? Under what? Under the king's mighty hands. Right? Then he goes on to say, that he may lift you up when? Because there's going to be some times when you're down on your back. It's going to be some times when you're down on your luck. It's going to be some times when you're going to seem like the world is crumbling. But it's him. But then he tells us something that's very powerful. And we quote it all the time. Number seven. Everybody read it. Who is the him, though? Who is the king? Listen to me. If you don't understand that in the kingdom, who are you going to put your cares under? Do you really believe it or are we just talking about it? You know, I'm watching people angry and they fighting and families can't get together and and people have an issue on job and kids can't read in school and their behavior is off the chart. Why is that when God is in charge? Now, I, I, I hold us accountable because I think we, like the children of Israel, said we don't want him. We want our own king. We want to do our own thing. So I, I don't really believe that he's able to do. I don't really have my faith in him. So I do things in front of my children to, to show them that God is not real. That what we really show them and the way we express our behavior in front of them, we said he's not really king. I'm running this show. You know, I'm in charge. I, I take care of this. When God says, hold your horses, right? Look at verse 8. Read it. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh. whoa. Who is your enemy? Who is your enemy? He identifies what the enemy or who the enemy is. Now, he tells you. Now, let's, let's read that again from start, start at the top of verse number eight. Read. Stop. Be alert and be of a sober mind. Don't fool you. Listen, be on alert and be of a sober mind. Because you won't recognize him if you're not. How many people, don't ask, don't you raise your hand. How many people got on the phone and called somebody and said something about somebody and you knew it was wrong? Because you wasn't on alert. The, The devil was able to use you to create some confusion. You wasn't sober minded. You you wasn't now now watch what he says, right? He says, You're what? You're what? You're what? He's not your friend. You got to know he's not your friend. He's the he's he's your enemy. All right? Keep reading. 
The who? The devil. The who? The devil. Now read after that. I want you to understand, don't you, you listen, you're not off limits. Listen, he's trying to get you. And he's, he's prowling around like a roaring lion. That's your enemy. So the Bible tells you, man, who your enemy is. And it's the devil. And here's the problem. Just like Jesus told us that he was going to send us power from on high, and that power is going to be the Holy Spirit working in our life, Satan is a spirit. And he only exists in people. He's powerless outside of people. So he's roaring around like a roaring lion in people. And the people are coming, man, trying to get you to throw the towel in. To give a, he, listen, he's smiling in your face and sticking a knife in your back. And God is telling you that he's your what? enemy and he's trying to figure out how can I destroy you because you on the agenda because you said that Jesus is your Lord and he said I want to find out if he really is he said because I need you on my team so he's lurking around like a roaring lion now listen to this here then I'm done we're going to pick it up next week read Hold on, what do you do to him? Resist. You got to resist him. You got to resist that enemy, right? Keep reading. Hold on, how? You got to know your walk in Christ. You got to really know your walk. Listen, you can't play and straddle the fence. You have to stay firm in your faith. If you're not firm in your faith, I promise you he will destroy you. You can't play with him, young people. You take a Norco today, you're going to take a Percocet tomorrow. Then you're going to take a Soma. This, I don't care who you are. Then you're going to keep graduating. You have sex today, and you're going to be pregnant tomorrow. And you ain't got no resources to manage it. I'm telling you what God loves the truth. And it doesn't make you ain't black, white, Hispanic, Asian. It don't matter because it's a spiritual issue. And the same thing that's happening at Muskegon is happening at Shore. And the same thing is happening at Shores, it's happening at North Muskegon. The drugs is infiltrating every community because we're human beings and it's behaviors. Don't you fool yourself and think you exempt. Okay, I better, I better close this thing. It's getting scary. Right? It said, resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of what? Suffering. 
That means Satan is attacking all over the world, just like the pandemic, all over the world. We got a pandemic within a pandemic. And, and Satan is trying to attack us all over the world. This issue is a worldwide issue. It's an it's a international issue. Don't fool yourself and think it's just happening in America. I heard Miles Monroe preach one time. He said, he said, the kids are standing on the corner in the Bahamas. He was preaching a sermon. He said, you guys standing on the corner? I said, I thought he was in Muskegon. But he was in the Bahamas, everybody trying to get to. Satan doesn't care. Then here we go. And we can close out. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, why, listen here, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be glory, power, Forever and ever. Amen. When you make him the foundation of your faith and you stand firm, he, you may, the devil may hit you, but God got you. God will restore you and bring you back into his fold. I'm talking to somebody who slipped out and nobody know you slipped. You did it in private. It, don't, don't nobody know. They think you're doing good and you know you're struggling because you have messed up behind closed doors. Today is the day, man, that you ask God, say, God, please forgive me. I, 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 I got to put my trust back in you. I've been having it in other things. You know, you know, listen, listen, young people, I want you to hear me. Hear me well. Hear me well, young people on Facebook. Hear me well. When you go to the bathroom, and you got to take some kind of pill or something to help you through the day, you know it's Satan. Uh, 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 adults, when you, when, you, when you know you got to leave uh, your, your, your space and go do something and take something to help you because you can't focus, you know it's Satan. I'm talking about, you know, listen, I'm not talking about the doctor prescribed. I'm talking about you doing stuff you know that the devil is trying to destroy you. Some of you all, you're not doing no drugs. You're not doing anything like that. But you're doing some things. You messed up financially on stuff. You're trying to fix the books before tax season. You're trying to get it right because the devil will mess you up. And he said, I come to kill you. But Jesus said, I come that you may have life. And have it more abundantly. I want to challenge you to come up under God's kingdom. And put your faith in his kingdom. And let the day be the day of the rest of your life. Let the day be the day that you give your life to the Lord. Young people particularly. I don't know why God got me speaking to the young people. Because they think they're invincible. They think that they getting away. I'm talking about middle school kids, elementary kids, right? I, I, I watched uh, a series called The Shy, right? And, it, and the little kids, you know, they're they doing the drugs. The little kids are stressed out and, and, and things that's happening. And, and you guys got your parents fooled. You smiling in their face. 
but your friends are pressuring you to do other things. Satan, today, we're going to, you said, God said, whatever we bind on earth, we're binding you today. In the name of Jesus. I want everyone to understand, and I don't want you to raise your hand, I don't want you to do anything, but I want you to think about your kids or your friends' kids, and I want you to pray for them particularly. I'm going to give you a moment of silence, and I want you to pray for them particularly, but I want you to open up with asking God to forgive you of your sins and repent for what you're doing, because some of you all are doing some things that you shouldn't be doing, and you... Uh, oh man, some, somebody is uh, in an affair they shouldn't be in. And it, it's, it's an emotional affair. Uh, and I'm, I'm telling you, get out of that emotional affair. Uh, it's going to destroy, destroy your family. You, you got to get out of the emotional affair. You got to stop the phone calling right now in the name of Jesus. You got to stop doing it. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but you got, you got to tell that person uh, you're done with it. This is this is your chance uh, to get it clean before God exposes you. If you don't if you don't stop it now, when God exposes you, it's going to be so devastating you're not going to be able to handle the outcome of it. Uh, but Satan is trying to kill you; he's trying to choke the life out of you. Uh, so release them right. Tell them right now they're binding in the name of Jesus. It's no more. You got to end it. You have to end it. Dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your revelation. We thank you, Lord, for for being the king. And thank you for this day of opportunity that we can accept you into our life. Today is the day, Lord, that we're going to recommit our life to you. Today is the day we're going to commit our life to you. We're going to to walk firm in the faith. We bind the demonic forces right now that come to try to destroy families. We thank you for your healing power right now. And most of all, we thank you for the deliverance for the young person who's doing something that their parents don't know they're doing right now. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. Let them go right now in the name of Jesus. Satan, you are a liar. And we speak healing and deliverance in that child's life right now. Lord, their family love them so much they don't know What's going on is going to break their heart. So we ask you to release them right now before their parents know. Deliver them a complete deliverance in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we leave this place and we're never ever going to leave your presence, we thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your direction. And we thank you for your word because it's your word that gives us life. And we're going to be a part of your magnificent kingdom today. Thank you. As we commit our life to you. And if there's anyone out there that don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you want to accept them into your life. The altar is going to be open for you today. Uh, so before, as we dismiss, you can come up. And if you're embarrassed or whatever, we're here. If you're a young person, I know you may be nervous. You don't want your parents to know. But we pray for you. And you don't have to come because I feel your spirit that you're scared. <clears throat> but we pray for those. But if anyone want to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior today, at the end of this service, 
come to the altar. We'll be sitting here ready to pray for you right now. So, Lord, thank you for everyone that's here today. Thank you for their hearts. Thank you for loving them and caring for them so much. And let the day never be forgotten in their hearts because this is the day they committed their life to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. It's a time of giving, so if you have, if you want to be a blessing to kingdom embassy, God says give a 10% back to him. It belongs to him. He says, mine, and I give you 90%. A portion of it comes back to me, um, and it's for the kingdom building. But that's between you and the Lord. Um, give according to God. bless you. We don't put any pressure on anyone. Uh, we just want you to understand that everything belongs to God and all the resources his. Don't hold back. Don't put it in a drawer. You got to give it. It's for the kingdom building. We can't do work without you. Uh, so we thank you. We bless this offering. Bless those who have it given, those who have not. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, consider yourself dis-